0: amen let's say tonight you go to bed you're falling in and out of sleep kind of awake kind of falling asleep and a bright light seems to come you're not sure if it's in a dream you're not sure if it's real but it sure appears to be real and a voice small voice says to you by God ask me anything that you want tonight and I will grant it to you by morning anything sky's the limit think about that what would you ask tonight what would you ask if tonight that came true the light in your room says so ask anything are there troubles that you are dealing with right now are the things that you would do anything for what would you ask for hold on to that thought in first kings 2 david was dying he called his son to him solomon and he said solomon i'm going the way of the earth Be strong, son. Therefore, show yourself a man. Keep charge, keep watch of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his ordinances and his testimonies. And according to whatever has been written by Moses, that you may succeed in all that you do and whatever way you turn. And so later on in the night, light comes to him. And in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night and he said, Solomon, ask whatever you wish and I will grant it to you. I will give it to you. Solomon said, thou hast shown great loving kindness to your servant David, my dad, according as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart towards you. And you've reserved for him this great loving kindness that has been given him a son to sit on this throne, and it is to this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made your servant king in the place of my father David. Yet I'm but a child, I'm but an ignorant child. I don't know how to go out or how to come in. And your servant in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people who cannot be numbered or counted for multitudes. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge to your people give me discernment and wisdom between good and evil for who is able to judge these great people that you have left in my position and it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing and he said because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself a long life or riches or money for yourself nor you've asked for anything of life for your enemies, against your enemies, but you've asked for yourself a discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before, nor shall anyone like you ever arise after you. And I have also given you what you didn't ask because of it, riches, honor, and glory. Years ago, uh, actually, Dr. Terry Graber's here, so he was a part of, we took a trip to Peru, and it was a missions trip, and it was right after, uh, there was a lot of struggles back then with what was called the Shining Path. I don't know if you've heard of them. They were a pretty evil vigilante group. Uh, They would hurt, kill, destroy different people, and uh, it was kind of they were kind of wearing down but we were told uh, to to just be on the alert be aware Uh, they would come a lot of times at night with glowing candles you'd see them coming down almost like a snake at night lit up coming down the mountain they'd come and they would attack cities and attack countries and there were many times that dr graber and i would go up into some of the the most remote cities remote towns and places that there was. And let's say Terry and I are rooming together, and we're just kind of falling asleep. And the, our kind of director, our leader, was a guy named Santos. Great guy, just an incredibly neat man. Knew the area was familiar, but he also knew the dangers, and, uh, and and he'd give us warnings. So in the middle of the night, as we're laying there, comes and knocks on our door or tent like this, and comes in to Terry and I. Shh, quiet, get up. You need to get up immediately. You need to get your gatherings and put them in this bag. This bag only, don't take anything more than that. The Shining Path are coming down, they're getting close, we need to go, I need you to meet me down at the dock as soon as you can. Gather and be quiet, do not look anybody in the eye when you pass by. We would be really, really foolish if that had happened and we did not pay heed to that because our lives would depend on it. And yet, you read a story here of a man, Solomon, who was wiser than Santos, wiser than Dr. Graeber, and wiser than me, for sure. God gave him more wisdom than any human being that ever lived or ever would live. And then he tells him, I want you to write a few books for me. We'll be covering some of the other things in the other books. But one of them is the book of Proverbs. I want you to just imagine laying there in your bed, knowing that your life depend upon obeying or not, and, and taking, well, let's not take a small bag. Maybe I'll get something more. You would not do that. You would take that bag. You knew that you would die, not listen to him, and you would head out. We'd be quiet, and we'd go through. Now, this did not happen, but if it had, but it has happened to you and me in the book of Proverbs. The wisest man in the world says, I am going to tell you words that are of utmost importance. I am going to go ahead and tell you the wisdom and instruction and discern sayings of understanding so that you might receive instruction in wise behavior. Righteousness and justice and equity to give prudence to you, the simple ones. Give knowledge to you, discretion. For a wise man will hear and increase in his learning and a man of understanding will acquire counsel and will understand a proverb and a figure and the words of the wise and their riddles. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. For fools despise this wisdom. My son, if you will receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. If you'll cry out, for her as discernment lift your voice for understanding if you'll seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes understanding and he stores up sound wisdom for the upright I think we are absolutely crazy to not pay attention and take heed to the wisest man giving counsel and saying if you will listen to these words if you will be obedient and attentive to these words life will go rather well for you if you do not it will bring the word separation is death death in relationships death in all kinds of things and so therefore i want you with some type of urgency and some type of of priority to be proactive to say this god that put into this man these words is telling you and I how to live practically on this planet and we would be foolish to not listen to these words for 48 years I have read a proverb every morning I don't say that to be proud I say it because it literally has changed my life there's not a day that's gone by in 48 years that when I read a proverb that I don't get something that somehow ministers to me that day I'm going to run into something and it will minister to me now there's many times I have played the fool and you'll probably hear about that in the next six months or if we get somebody you won't have to hear it anymore okay. if not you'll have to bear with it now I want you to take notice of something when Santos came down and whispered in her ear and the frightening little hairs that go up on the back of your net, you know your life is at stake dr. Graber didn't say to me boy that was a fine speech didn't he say that eloquently I want you to listen to these proverbs not so worried about the person up here delivering it it's not about a fine speech it's about the fact that this is going to cost you your life in one way or another It is crazy to not listen to the counsel of the wisest man that ever lived on this planet. It is wise to take heed. It is wise to take heed. Even in chapter 4 of Proverbs, he says, acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget it, nor turn away from these words of my mouth. Don't forsake me. They'll guard you, they'll love you, and they'll watch over you. The beginning of this life of wisdom is acquire wisdom and of all of your acquiring get understanding prize her she'll exalt you honor you if you embrace her she will place on your head a garment of grace and she will present you with a crown of beauty now in proverbs thought uh, we're going to talk today about a wise man now when i say man it's gender man and women it's not eliminating anybody But we're going to look at what are some of the characteristics of a wise person that you and I can place in our heart to be ready, to be prepared for as we begin to move through all the different practical things of living. We will cover pretty much every aspect of life in the season that we're going to walk through. God alone with you will probably touch your heart as you're reading a proverb. And my hope and my prayer and the design of my heart was that I had a congregation of a lot of people come up to me and say, you know what, I start in the Word and then I just don't get in it enough. I start in the Word and I don't get in it enough. And I said, you know, one of the easiest places to start is the book of Proverbs. So my prayer was that we would have a congregation of all the people somehow getting into the book of Proverbs and find out that the Word of God is alive and, and awesome and it, it creates hunger in you and, and the hunger desires you to hear more and pretty soon you move from Proverbs to another place And pretty soon you find yourself as men and women of the word and men and women that can now make decisions and and make decisions that you have to have in your life. So we're going to try to start through Proverbs. We're going to hand you a handout next week, but if you have a favorite Bible of yours, I encourage you, just pick up whatever day it is. If it's the 13th or 15th or 16th, read that proverb of that day. And by the way, you don't have to finish the proverb when you start reading it you might start reading through and all of a sudden something kind of comes alive or stands out stop meditate on that think on it pray on it and hold it to your heart because i promise you something that day will come into your life that that proverb will become alive it'll be wise it'll be wise here's a warning we just spent 12 weeks trying to help you understand that the way of life that most men and women are programmed is we are programmed to be performance-based acceptors we go ahead and we get our own self-effort we try to work well do well don't do this do this and try to please God and please people we tried to dissolve that over the last 12 weeks and say it isn't about that because number one you and I can't keep these things they're going to give you suggestions you're going to say I tried I couldn't do it and and we're going to have a saying that runs and weaves throughout this whole period is I can't he can so we will I can't do this I can't shut my mouth he knows how to and he can so allowing him to life through me we will walk through and we will do this and we will walk through these things so it's not to give you more things now let's go back to the old way and strive to have a self-effort it's to basically say this is good guidance Do you guys remember the uh, this is my deep reading. Peanuts. <laughs> Remember Lucy had her little stand and her banner and it said five cents for any, you know, suggestions and she held herself out as a wise counselor and, and of course everybody would walk by that would come by Linus and stuff and stop. And you notice that it was always at the, the, uh, the gate of a decision. The, the road would come here and it would divide. And it was always there where the road was dividing. And the whole purpose of god using wisdom and and the and the knowledge of god in this way is that he sets up it says he sets up his tent he sets up his banner and he says instead of five cents it's free all of you that are naive and simple come in now this may sound crude but when solomon when god asked him what he would want remember what he said i am but a child I don't, I'm so ignorant, I don't know the simplest thing of going out or coming in a door. This is the wisest man in the world. I know in this clay thing, I have a size P brain, and so therefore I can agree with Solomon. as I have no clue how to go out or how to come in. But you speak, we'll go. So Proverbs says this, a wise man listens. He, he lets his ear be tentative. respond my wife uh, loved horses grew up with horses and and we were far enough long that I thought maybe she had forgotten about them and uh, but nope she kept it somehow hidden in the back of her mind so we now have horses and I have a horse and I've learned a lot about horses so I didn't I obviously didn't know nothing about horses but I I find it really odd that this horse that is about 1200 pounds that could just crush you in a second is a prey animal and so any noise its ears perk up like this that's the word in the Bible that says if you'll be attentive perk your ears up ready to run from whatever it might be my horse yesterday we found out that uh, she had a lot of cuts on her leg and and uh, we came over and being the detectives that we are we found out that there was gravel in her stall and so when she'd get up she'd kneel up on, and cut herself on gravel And uh, so we went out and did the work. We got the, the sand and we took the gravel out and put the sand there and went and bought mats and put mats down and we put everything down there. And So we got it done. We went out and we got her out of the stall. We let her out and she came running like crazy, ran into the stall, hit the brakes, slid like crazy, ears went up. She saw black mats and hauled out of there like that. That's actually what the word says, that the wise man... Perks his ears up, ready to run, ready to respond with whatever it is he hears. That's the first thing for you and I to be wise. Perk your ears up with the ability to say, you speak to me at this gate, I will will do, I will run, I will do whatever it is you say. That's the first key of a wise man and a wise woman, the first characteristic. Be attentive to the words you will hear. Cry out for it. Cry out for it. It says in in Proverbs, search for wisdom as a hidden treasure. I've been doing a lot of helping with renovation in some homes right now because of uh, a lot of the passing away of people. And so let's say we go into one of our homes and we're taking out part of the sheetrock and out falls this little scroll. And the the scroll scroll says, I have not trusted the banks, I do not trust the banks and I have hidden a great amount of money uh, in this home that would be fun I would grab the kids and the grandkids and say anybody that finds it gets a percentage and we would start tearing that home apart to find the great treasure do I look that hard and seek that hard for the wisdom of God in his words you get up in the morning and you find the new the new secret uh, that uh, of stock markets and you you look to how to improve your inheritance or improve your retirement Here it says, if you will seek wisdom like you'd seek for silver, God will throw it at you. He will pour it on you. I ask you during this season to seek it. Be proactive. God, I just want to know wisdom. I want to know your wisdom. A wise man and a wise woman, it says in Proverbs, seeks counsel. A fool delights in his own understanding and feels that his own way is right, but a wise man seeks the counsel of others. I can tell you this, in all the years that I've walked and I'm around people that are are wise people, all of these people seem to surround themselves with people that are wise people and they ask for advice. They don't think alone. And by the way, the internet doesn't qualify, okay? They don't make decisions on their own. They can't trust their own ways. Even the Apostle Paul says, I counted a very small thing to be examined by you or any human being because in examining myself, I don't think I can be accurate. So a wise person seeks counsel. They don't make decisions without running it by. And these aren't just people that think the way you think all the time. These are people that will challenge you, that will go ahead and hold you to what you might have said the opposite is you'll hear later on from somebody the fool doesn't seek wisdom they're secret they hide things they make decisions in secret it says they that isolate themselves will soon start quarreling against good sound thinking and start following their own self motivated ways and they'll pretty soon find themselves way off the path because they don't seek people they just isolate and get alone we can all do that real easily seek counsel it says and you'll become wise and matter of fact it says the wise person if he seeks out counsel and obeys and becomes attentive he'll become even wiser it says you give wisdom to a wise man he gets wiser and wiser and the wiser he gets the more he listens the more he's attentive so the more he's attentive the more he hears it says he will start now hearing the voice of God and he just continually goes wiser the fool does not listen to counsel and he becomes dumber continually so when you hear something be ready to obey whatever it might be when a wise person is insulted or corrected he does not retaliate that's Proverbs twelve twenty three. actually it's 15 he doesn't retaliate if you're familiar with the organization Campus Crusade for Christ it was uh, started by a man named Bill Bright Dr. Bill Bright and he started this organization it grew to be a massive number of people and worked in the colleges and now it's gone into businesses and everything but Bill Bright when he first started was in Los Angeles and this is where they were kind of stationed this is before they even set up their place in Arrowhead and uh he had a lot of people that were critics of him because he was pretty bold in the campuses and they would criticize him and one of the, his right hand man uh, said to him, let's go after them we got proof that what they said is wrong let's retaliate let's show that they were wrong in what they said and he said, oh, be careful do never weigh lightly your critics there's always some element of truth and the wise man does not retaliate he lets God defend him be careful you are retaliating here's one that uh, I find uh, interesting it's fine that it's the first day that I have to talk and it says the wise man conceals his knowledge he doesn't put it on display he's quiet Proverbs says he ponders he it says that he, he ponders what he's about to say. He lets it stir up in his heart. He moves it up into his mouth. He rolls it around and sees what it sounds like. And he says, and then he listens to it coming off his mouth before he actually comes off his mouth. Because he said good words, fine words, kind words are a honeycomb. They're f- refreshing to a person's soul and even healing to their body. The wise person ponders. He doesn't just throw out information and dis- to display it. He quiets himself, and I have to say this, Tom and I were having a discussion, as you know, Tom and I, we never talk more than we should, and uh, we literally know that we've been fighting this our whole life, and what we found out is it's, you can't just say, I'm gonna stop. There are some things in Proverbs that tells you how you can get this accomplished, but one of the things I come away with every time that I decide I have to tell somebody something, so if Larry says something, and I say, well, I've got to tell him. And I'm not really pondering and listening. It's because I don't trust God to tell him. I feel like, oh, God, you need help. Oh, or Bill will help you out. And so you come on in here and you try to do that. It's, it's to the fact that Proverbs is going to tell us how to do that. Do you ever wonder sometimes what you should say to somebody, when you should say it, and when you should not say it? We're going to see in Proverbs, God gives really clear times that you should talk and times you shouldn't talk. The wise man has the ability to restrain it. They don't have to talk because they trust God. They're pondering. I, uh, this last week I was out in, in Washington and I was actually in a situation where I had no idea what I was walking into. I, I was ignorant and so I'm uh, going out to the capitol building and I've been invited there and uh, I'm just kind of going along. I'm kinda, it's a great thing that my older son was with me, that he kind of works in politics, so he kind of would make me and follow me and actually make me look way better than I was. I, I'm sorry to say this, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it, but uh, I don't sit around on my free time and watch C-SPAN 2. That is isn't a joy to me to do. And so whenever I'm walking someplace, and I knew because I had given the prayer at the Senate floor that these senators were gonna come up and introduce themselves and say things to me, I had no idea what senator looked like what or who their names were other than the one that I, I was with. I just didn't know, except for Rubio. Tom, Rubio is smaller than you, just so you know. He, is, <laughs> he's, yeah, he was about this tall, it looked like. At their, <laughs> and old oh, Jeff, he was awesome. He just kind of whispered, Rubio, you know, so then, oh, hi, Senator Rubio. Cruz, Cruz. Hi, Senator Cruz. He made me look better because I listened to him, and I knew I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I encourage you that during this ride that we take in Proverbs, come away understanding this. You're going to hear a lot of these truths. You're going to hear a lot of really incredible insight but there is something that will poison it and you take a little poison and you put it into anything good it contaminates the entire thing and one of the things we're going to see through weave throughout the entire book is there is a red dangerous poison that poisons every bit of insight you get and that poison is pride and it looks different on every single person It isn't just the boasting guys. I remember when I played baseball and uh, I hated, I hated when the the athletes would do something and then after they hit a home run, they'd skip down to first base going, you know, like this, and I just ah," like this. And so I would go ahead and if I hit a home run, maybe a game-winning home run, there was none of this. Just really quiet, go around, get in the dugout, and then sit in there and hope everybody noticed. (laughs) That wasn't pride. And if they were talking about the game, I'd listen, did they say, did you see Ewing's home run? And so I didn't think I was being proud. And God said, you're worse than proud. You're secretly prideful. And I thought, wow, pride has many different faces. Pride will be toxic enough to destroy everything you and I hear here. And so be open be wise as the wisest man in the world that says i'm but a child i don't even know the simplest things of life i don't know how to come out or go in a door i'm that ignorant without you and by the way this wise intelligent man smarter than anybody else decided he was so wise and so intelligent he decided to try to live life apart from god ecclesiastics is the book of a man that tried everything on the planet that thought he could do it in his wisdom and he said everything became vanity everything fell apart before me he found out that he still, without God, is a little bit, bit of a child. He doesn't know how to go out or come in a door. He's simply ignorant. And kids, you kids, even my kids, you start by listening and being attentive to your parents. You may not always agree with them, but I'll tell you what, they love you. This word in Proverbs says, wisdom loves you and wants to cover you and protect you so as we go I want you to not misunderstand something we're not talking about becoming intelligent if intelligent intelligence was the answer where I was we'd have a different outcome these are the most intelligent people around and I said some of them are the most ignorant people they don't even know how to live life I didn't say that they did make me write out every bit of my script because they didn't want me to waver at all. And I remember asking Senator Thune, I said, "What if I just took off?" He said, "What can they do, fire you?" <laughs> <laughs> but I was I behaved myself. Intelligence without love and wisdom absolutely puffs up and makes arrogant. And theology without love is toxic. It's toxic. Would you pray with me? Father, I think this is going to be a neat journey. I look forward to what you're going to do in my life. I look forward to what you're going to do in the lives of these people here that that you are wanting them to know that you have not hidden a manual from them. You've not hidden your will from them. It's there. It's ready. But I pray that everybody in their own unique way would know what it means to seek you and your wisdom. And I pray as you reveal your truths and your wisdom to them and to me that we would be attentive, we would respond, and we would not be caught in our own self-effort. I believe you're going to do it, and I look forward to the journey. For it's in Jesus' name I ask you this. Amen.